The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Director of Outreach Ministry at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms with Rev. Galen McDowell. I am Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago. You can get more information about Christ Universal Temple at www.cutemple.org, or the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister. Today's show will be Living from Your Power, Part 3. We're going to talk about specifically how Jesus taught prayer and the power of prayer and how to apply prayer in our lives. In other words, how to have a prayer life, not just utilize prayer. And I want to start uh, with a statement from Jesus that's attributed to him in the gospel according to Mark chapter 11, verse 24. That's the gospel of Mark chapter 11, verse 24, where it is stated that Jesus said in the New Revised Standard Version, so I tell you, Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I'll read it again. So I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So Jesus is talking from the standpoint that when you pray, you're not praying to get, you're praying to get into the consciousness of that which you are. in the consciousness that you already have that which you say you seek. In other words, when you pray claiming it, when you pray that you're already one with it, when you pray that, that it is already created in consciousness, in the form of the, in the spiritual mental levels of life, that allows us to be able to manifest it in our everyday, regular, three-dimensional lives. So I want to read this quote from Charles Fillmore. This is taken from the book, Teach Us to Pray, and it's in the foreword. And I think it's a very powerful uh, quote because it really deals with prayer and how many people deal with prayer. He says, or he wrote, we have been so persistently taught that prayer consists in asking God for some human need that we have lost sight of our spiritual identity and have become a race of praying beggars. God is spirit in whom we live, move, and have our being. We are the offspring of this spirit and can make conscious contact with it by turning our attention away from material things and thinking about spirit. So, Fillmore is basically saying that we have become praying beggars, that we think that we're cutting deals with God, that we're thinking that, you know, there's some God up there that is honoring requests down here. And because of that, of our lack of awareness of who we are, we turn into beggars. Now, Fillmore goes on to say that What we need to know above all else is that there is a place within our soul where we can consciously meet God and receive a flood of new life into not only our mind, but also our body. 
this understanding shows us that prayer is more than asking God for help in this physical world. It is, in its highest sense, the opening up in our soul of an innate spiritual umbilical cord that connects us with the Holy Mother from whom we can receive a perpetual flow of life. Now, he's using a lot of metaphorical language here. Basically, what he's saying is when we really understand prayer, prayer connects us to our power. Again, the theme of the show is living from your power. So we pray to open the soul up to the truth that already resides within us. The prayer opens the soul up to the health, to the peace, to the abundance, to the wisdom, to the understanding all of these wonderful attributes of God. See, when we are functioning in our day-to-day lives, we're so focused on the five-sense realm, this physical realm, that we don't think about the things that actually feed the soul. Um, You know, someone once wrote uh, that we pay so much attention to what and how we, what we put in our bodies and how we, take care of our bodies where we eat and exercise and things of that nature. And we take very little time uh, thinking about what nourishes the soul. So we can many times outwardly have everything we desire, but still feel empty on the inside because only the spirit satisfies the soul. Because if we have a sense of separation, we can never be separate from God, but we can have a sense of separation from God. That sense of separation uh, feels like a hole in the soul. And no matter how many things we acquire, how many people we hook up with, uh, whatever we buy, how many vacations or trips are, how many times we go to the mall and shop, it doesn't fulfill. Because sooner or later, we realize that was just a temporary moment. And the the sense of separation is still there. Prayer opens us up to the flow of of spiritual energy that transforms both mind and body. Now, uh, according to Dr. Rocco Errico, who is an Aramaic Bible scholar and a friend of Christ Universal Temple, he he's good friends with our founder, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. He says that the word prayer in Aramaic means to set a trap, literally. Uh, he says the word is slotha, and it means to set a trap. He, he defines a prayer as setting a trap for God. Matter of fact, he has a book that is, I believe, published by Unity called Setting a Trap for God. And the concept behind it is that just like if you can envision a, a bear trap, or some type of trap that they put in the woods. It's very sensitive. And the moment something touches it, it grabs it, it snatches it, and it doesn't let it go. So he says that prayer is setting the mind like a trap, making it sensitive, creating the space that make it so sensitive that it could catch the inspiration of God, catch the love, catch the peace that already resides within us. We have to make the mind sensitive enough to be able to catch it or trap it. He says the same word in Aramaic also means to select. It also means to tune in. So if you have a radio station, say, for instance, um, you know, 102.7, but you have your dial on 102.8, you should be able to possibly hear the radio station, but it'll have a lot of static. What we're trying to do with prayer is to uh get rid of the static of human consciousness so we could clearly hear what spirit is dictating to us and so we can get in alignment with our power to manifest the fruits of spirit in our lives. Now, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who's a very popular speaker, calls this concept getting in the gap. Getting in the gap means the space between your thoughts. Because many times we're thinking thoughts so rapidly that we don't realize that um, most of the thought isn't conscious. It's really just repetition. 
recycling of old thoughts over and over again based upon our culture, our traditions, our upbringing, our religious background, our uh, social status, our ethnic background. And we're just thinking thoughts over and over again with no conscious awareness of what is actually going on in our minds. But those thoughts are reproducing experiences because thoughts held in mind produce after their own kind. These thoughts become feelings and beliefs. And once they start to impress the subconscious mind, the universal law is playing back to us. Uh, things that are in alignment with those thoughts. So prayer really gets you present. Or as Eckhart Tolle would call it, the power of now. It gets you present to the power of now. It gets you present to the presence of God in your life right now. Or as Moses would say, I am that I am. See, the presence and power of God can only transform your life when you are present to it. God is not imposing on your on, on your soul, on your conscious will, that what you should be doing. We're not puppets. But when we are present to the presence of God, that allows us to activate our own innate spiritual potential. Now, Charles Fillmore has a couple of quotes that I like about prayer. Um, he calls prayer communion with God or common union with God. Um, some people say prayer is a dialogue, not a monologue. And there are several stages of prayer. You know, in New Thought, we talk a lot about affirmative prayer, you know, using denials and affirmations, which I talked about in great detail during the last show. So make sure you go on to the unity.fm uh, website and click on that download so you can get some information about denials and affirmations where you're using these uh, techniques as prayer treatments to align the mind back with truth. Uh, that's that's aligning and affirming and speaking the word and creating the spaces Jesus was talking about in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, when he says, so I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now, the word ask is a powerful uh, word in prayer because uh, Jesus has a statement in the gospel of Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Um, well, he says, ask and it will be given you search and you will find knock and the door will be opened for you. And the word ask or specifically ask in my name is a metaphor. It's an idiom. And really what it's saying is according to my method. So when Jesus is saying ask in my name, he's saying according to my understanding, according to my method. Uh, using the principles the way that I use them. So when we understand uh, what acts really means, we're not talking about beg. We're not even necessarily saying request in the sense of what we understand request to mean. It's saying that if you want water to boil, you need to get the, the water to, I believe it's 212 degrees. That's asking water to boil. It's working in alignment with the principle of of how water boils. You know, if you want a plane to fly, you have to ask or request or be in alignment with the principles of flight, aerodynamics. Okay, so it's not saying plane fly. The request or the asking is getting the plane in alignment with the principles of aerodynamics that allows the plane to fly. So when we start talking about prayer, there are principles of prayer that align us with the power to manifest and demonstrate the power of God in our lives. So when we start talking about affirmative prayer, uh, we start talking about meditation, which is conscious uh, thoughts on the aspects of God, where you just take something and some idea, some scripture, uh, and you just start to contemplate with it and play with it in your mind and, and say it over and over in your mind silently and see where the thought leads you. That contemplation, that meditation uh, leads your thought into something um, 
to a place that gets you to the next stage is what we call the silence. But see, many times when people try to meditate, they just say, well, let me just become still. And then all of a sudden, the inner conversation, which is always there, starts just to really become loud because you don't have your busy thoughts drowning it out. So you think that your busy thoughts is really that um, is really keeping you conscious, not conscious. It's just the inner dialogue that's going on in your head. But when you start to meditate, it starts to lead you away from that aspect and, and it gets you present. And once you are present, it can lead you to a space called the silence where you can receive the inflow of the love and the peace and the power of God. Where you can hear, as uh, is written in uh, the Bible, the still, small voice. You can hear that intuitive knowledge. You can get in contact with that divine understanding. But only when you do that. See, when we start talking about prayer, we have to realize that prayer is very powerful, very, very powerful. But it's powerful in the sense that it aligns you with the truth that you already are, that you already are an offspring of God or the image and likeness of God. And you live, move and have your being in God. Now, I would like to hear some of your thoughts on it. Um, I want to give you this number and I want you to call after the break. And the next two breaks, actually, of the show, I want you to call 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. And let's talk about prayer. If you have some questions about prayer or comments, I would like to, to hear your questions or your comments. Also, don't forget that um, Unity Online Radio is supported by your donations. So make sure that if you are enjoying these programs, not only mine, but others, that you do support it with your loving gifts of your choice. Also, Unity Online Radio's Caribbean Cruise. If you're on the website, you can see that Unity Online Radio is going on a cruise November 10th through the 17th this year. So please make sure that you uh, go on to the site or call the number that's on the site. It's a link directly on the page of the uh, of the homepage of unity.fm. And make sure you let them know that Reverend McDowell sent you. And I also have a Facebook page for this show called Truth Transforms with Reverend McDowell. If you get an opportunity, please like it. I put different videos up of me preaching and teaching different classes, et cetera, et cetera, and just different positive quotes during the day. So make sure you check it out. Truth Transforms with Reverend Gaylor McDowell. Go on the page and like it. And for some of you who might want to see me speak or find out some of the things that's going on at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, we will have a good Friday service uh, this Friday at 12 noon Central Standard Time. Uh, I'll be teaching along with our senior minister, the Reverend Derek B. Wells, and our uh, and other CUT ministers, uh, the seven last words of Jesus metaphysically interpreted. So when we understand what the metaphysical interpretation of the crucifixion means, we can then cross out or eliminate the things that we no longer uh, desire to express in our lives. We can cross out the things that we no longer want so we can create the space for resurrection, create the space for new life, create the space for healing, create the space for prosperity. And if you live out of town, we will have the service live streamed at www.cutemple.org. Make sure you check it out. Now, um, just remember, call in 888-558-6489 so you can call in and talk to me about prayer. And when we come back from the break, we'll take those prayer calls. The Truth Transforms with Reverend Gaylor McDowell. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? 
In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. Just what does that dream mean? Ever wake up from a crazy dream and wonder what it meant? Have you had a recurring dream all your life and you just can't get it to stop? Get all your questions about dreams and dream interpretation answered by the leading expert in the field. Unity Online Radio is home to America's leading dream expert, Dr. Michael Lennox. And on Mondays at 2 p.m. Central, the Dream Doctor is definitely in. Tune in to Dream Interpretation with Dr. Michael Lennox, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. We have a caller on the line, Craig. Hi, Craig. Are you there? Yeah, yes, I am, uh, Reverend Galen. How are you doing today? I'm excellent about yourself. Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you for your new show. I've been listening to it for, to it for the last couple of weeks, and I've been it's been really, really inspiring. You know, as a friend of yours, I'm really grateful and to be able to experience as you transform and uh, really take your truth teaching to another level. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it a whole lot. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, and I guess I have, um, you know, I have a question about action. You know. Um, I'm a, I'm a really active person, and I really wanted to look at uh, just get your feedback on what you thought. You know, look, you know, not just sitting there silent in the silence as prayer, but action as being prayer and devotion to your source. Or okay, well, action being a fulfillment. Right, right. Well, well, I think that what you're saying um, is absolutely correct. When you after you do the the inner work, then you have to take action on what. Uh, you've been guided to do, uh, or what you're seeking to create right. in your experience. Um, you know, I think in the, to listen to right, right. You know, because some so. people become um, uh, so. Uh, what's the word I want to use? Well, they turn within so much that they actually take no action. And there's a time for silence. There's a time for inner work, and then there's a time to move your feet. And uh, I think uh, in the Epistle of James, it stated best. He says. Um, Faith without works is dead. And, you know, anything that you want to create sooner or later, you have to take action. You know, you work with the law. I believe that's what Raymond Hollywell says, the quote of old book. You work with the law. After you've aligned your your thinking, your feeling, you've done the prayer work, you've gotten the guidance, and you're seeking to create a new experience in your life, you then have to move in alignment your actions your 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 spoken word your actions your reactions have to be in alignment with what you've been thinking and feeling because if you if you don't ever take in, into uh, if you don't take action steps then it's just theory you have to actually put it into practice so if i've been praying for instance how to become a more loving individual how to express love then when i start uh interacting with people 
then I should have some level of measurable way of showing that I'm more loving. You know, what am I doing specifically with the people in my experience uh, to show and express the love of God flowing through me? If I've been praying for a new job, am I actually contacting people, making calls, uh, filling out job applications, something? So it's one thing to pray. But then after you pray, then you have to get into massive action. You know, um, prayer gives you the power to push, but but action keeps it in existence. Does that make sense? You know, if yeah, if, I mean, I think it makes real sense. Cause yeah. I, I was wondering about you know, you said a powerful statement about uh, from Charles Fillmore and about your innate umbilical cord. Yeah, and it got me to thinking like, our uh, action can either you know, nourish us or nourish the soul or keep us in the flow or can take us away from, our, uh, you know, the power of our soul. What are your thoughts okay. about that? Uh, well, I, I think that, yes, um, we can fulfill, um, we can fulfill through prayer the innate things. There's something beeping behind you, by the way, I think in the background. Um, uh, we can fulfill the... Yes, you can hear? Yeah, I can hear. Uh, it's... it's when you when you actually do the inner work, and as Phil was talking about the umbilical cord, there's a, there's a source energy within our own soul, what we call the Christ, the I am, the innate spirit, uh, the God within, the God self, that feeds both mind and body with inspiration, with energy that transforms and transmutes our experience. We literally can pray our bodies back into health. But see, as we're praying our bodies back into health, we can also align ourselves with the truth that says, you know what? I need to make sure that as I'm praying myself into this truth, maybe my guidance might say to me while you're praying for healing, get up and walk around the block four times every morning. So that's the action that's in alignment with your prayer. Uh, When Moses was standing uh, before the Red Sea with the Egyptians behind him, and he was praying to God, oh, my God, the people are losing their minds out here. What are we going to do? And, and and God told Moses, tell the people to walk into the water. And the water didn't split until the, their feet were in the water. So the action steps align and activate the power. So you can't say you have faith and then you don't take action on what you say you believe. So we, it, it is really, really important that we acknowledge that until you actually move on the guidance, you haven't really activated the power. See, because see, one thing about uh, uh, that all of the religious um, leaders and teachers throughout the ages have taught us is that God is very definite, sends you to do a thing, and the thing always has action right. involved, action steps. So we need to always be in alignment with the action steps. And when we are in alignment with the action steps, we then reinforce the power and presence of God flowing in and through our lives. But I thank you. Thank you for the question, Craig. Did you have any follow-up? Because I have another caller uh, waiting. No, no, no. Uh, I another caller. Um, I'm going to sit and think about what you just said. Thanks. Thank you very much, and thank you for the call. Thank you. And tell your brother I said hi. All right. God bless. All right, we have another caller online. Um, Ruby, is she connected? Hello? Are you talking about um, as we go into meditation, as we're praying, those busy thoughts never stop. They're still there. So, uh, Reverend McDowell, what are some techniques for uh, quieting those busy thoughts and putting them to the side while they are... Uh, in meditation especially? Well, uh, a couple of, first of all, thank you for the call. And You're welcome. There are a couple of things that people could do. One of the the things is before a person starts to meditate, sometimes you need to prepare your mind for the meditation. One of the things that I like to do is, you know, I'm a student, so I'll read or listen to something that kind of puts my mind in a different space to create the space for the silence. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. something that inspirational, a scripture or uh, or some type of inspirational uh, material, something that's talking about the principles of truth to create the space for it. Um, meditative music is really good. Uh, I like um, guided meditations, like, you know, things that deal with imagination and visualization. I think are, are good techniques to uh, 
to get the mind to the space where it can get to the silence. Um, matter of fact, um, I, I have a couple of things. Shakti Gawain has a great CD called Creative Visualization Meditations, which is a really good guide. Sometimes just until you develop the skill to do to go into the silence directly, it's good to have some type of guide in. Um, and, or uh, Michael Beckwith also has an excellent technique called visioning, which helps t- teach a person how to grasp divine ideas. But the main thing is, I think that taking any type of statement that you consciously contemplate on to lead you into the silence. If if we just say, okay, I'm just not going to think about anything. All of a sudden the mind is rushed with all type of random thoughts. But say for instance, we just go into the, uh, uh, into some type of meditation saying, you know, uh, you know, taking a quote from one of the unity prayers, God is my help in every need. God does my every hunger feeds, just something like that. Or I am one with God. Or I am the love and peace of God and just affirming it over and over again and seeing where that thought actually guides and takes you. Sometimes it's necessary to do some type of actual prayer treatment where you put denials and affirmations or all affirmations back to back to back, like on three by five cards or something that you have written out yourself uh, or something you took out of a book to actually just kind of guide the mind where you wanted to go. Uh, I can remember um, when I first got to Christ Universal Temple, the the first prayer that I memorized was the prayer of faith. The God, you know, the God is my help in every need. God does my every hunger feed. God walks beside me, guides my way through every moment of the day, et cetera, et cetera. And that prayer was a way of, of shifting my mind and focusing in on what the statement that I was saying, which kept me present. See, because the, the inner conversation is always trying to pull you either to the past or the future. Which, which, uh, metaphysically interpreted, are the two thieves on the cross with Jesus. The the thieves always the thieves of your present power are your past and your future. So the way to become present is to consistently affirm the truth about God and the truth about you in the present moment, which put, makes your thoughts conscious and then helps you get your thoughts in between or get you in the space between the thoughts. That's what the silence is. That's what um, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer calls getting in the gap, getting in the space between those thoughts where you can uh, can get beyond words and thoughts. That's another book, Joe Goldsmith, get beyond the words and thoughts and get to the place to where the inspiration and the potential just is. And then once we get in that space, then we can create from that space. Uh, that would be the space where we would say biblically in the beginning, God. Uh, or in the Gospel of John, uh, you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That space uh, between the thoughts is the creative power. And our busy thoughts don't allow us to align with the power. And once we align with the power, then we can use the power of our thought to manifest what we have created space for in our lives. And then we take action on it. As I mentioned with Craig earlier, that faith without works is dead. And one of my favorite quotes uh, is uh, from uh, Neville, where he said, man's faith in God is measured by his confidence in himself. So once we have learned how to become still, then we have to have confidence in what we have received from God, from the spirit, from the Christ within and then we act on it because our confidence shows our faith in what we say we're connected to. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, and you gave me a new thought today. I do understand the pitfall of dealing in the past or the future and not being in the present, but the statement that the past and the future are the two thieves on the cross, that's a new thought for me. I hadn't thought of it that way. I hadn't heard it. So thank you so much for that and also for the techniques of reading, music, visualization, and so forth that you've given today. That was excellent. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Now, I want to read a quote from my mentor, my teacher, uh, the... um, the minister who founded Christ Universal Temple and the Universal Foundation for Better Living, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. This is from her book, It Works If You Work It. And it says, what is prayer? 
she says, prayer is rising out of the darkness of mere human thought, which limits you and limits God. Prayer is rising up in consciousness, moving up to the level of God's light of truth. I want you to take the time to think seriously about it. All prayer is a movement in mind. You have to take responsibility for your prayer life and the results you are getting. That's powerful. You have to take responsibility for your prayer life and the results you are getting. So when we start talking about it from this standpoint, she's saying that when you pray, you are rising out of the darkness. And the darkness is just is the limitation of human thought. Because uh, as Fillmore says, that prayer is the most highly accelerated mind action known to man. He also says it is the synchronization of, of the conscious mind with the Christ mind. When we are connected at a higher level of mind, a higher level of soul consciousness, we then have the, the flow of spirit flowing through the conscious mind, flowing through the subconscious mind, and flowing into our experience. I want to read something else from this book because it was it's very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. And she says, how do you make prayer personal? And she gives six steps. And I wanted to make sure that they, I, I gave people, I re, I'm really giving people techniques today. She says, one is be still. She says, we have to learn how to be quiet and turn our whole being, mental, spiritual, and physical, away from anything that may have concerned you or distressed you. I'm not going to read all of the points in detail. The second one is be willing. She says, you know that God's will for you is only absolute good. This is his nature, and it is the only thing he has to give you, which is saying that if we're praying to God, we shouldn't worry that it's, that it's something might come that's bad or painful or Oh, that'll cause us to suffer because God's nature or character or essential character is an absolute good. Anything we get from God has to be consistent with God's nature. The third point was be thoughtful. She says, what is God? Who is God? Who who are you in relation to God? Ponder the very essence of God and his wonderful creation. You. So when you start to contemplate who and what you are in God, sort of like the psalmist did in Psalm chapter eight, what is man? That you are mindful of him. That was contemplation. The next uh, point was be your true self. Be your true self. Your good already is. Behave as if this were true because it is. In thought, in word, in outer action. Behave as if you were his child and already manifesting the perfection that is the truth about you. Perfect health, perfect prosperity, perfect happiness perfection in all areas of your life. Number five, be prepared. As the offspring of a rich and perfect and extremely generous father mother, exactly what kind of life do you deserve? Picture yourself and your life as it should be. See it in detail. Smell it, touch it, taste it, and do it often. Sixth step, be thankful. You have to become you have become still, you have listened, you know who and what you are, and you know that you deserve to receive all the good that God has in store for you. You know that it is his will for you. So release and give thanks in advance for all that you have received. She says, when I have done my part, sown the right seeds, then I will reap the benefits. I have a right to it, and I intend to have it. Because I have sown and I am now reaping all the good things that I have sown. Nobody can stop me because I know who and what I am. I am a rich child of God. I am perfect. I am whole. I am complete. I am that I am. Hallelujah. Now, that's vintage Johnny Coleman without a shadow of a doubt. It's, <laughs> I, I can almost say I've heard her preach that verbatim. Now, continue to call in to 888-558-6489 so we can continue to discuss prayer during our last break. Um, I want to hear your uh, questions or concerns. 
and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, An Upgrade for the 21st Century, Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. Hello, Unity Online Radio. Yes, I was wanting to know if I can listen to Unity Online Radio on my smartphone. Actually, yes iPhone and Android users can now listen live to Unity Online Radio with the Live 365 app. This is great news. How do I get the app? Getting the app is super easy. You'll need to download our Broadcast Partners app, Live 365. iPhone users can go to iTunes to download the Live 365 app. Android users can go to the Android Market. Once the app is downloaded onto your mobile device, search for Unity Online Radio. And voila, your favorite hosts, live on your phone. Wow. Unity Online Radio, on the go? How cool is that? To learn more, go to www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Hello. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. We've been talking about prayer today, living from your power. And today we've been talking about the power of prayer and how Jesus taught the power of prayer. And we've used many examples quoted from many giants in the new thought field. And I want to make sure that we really, really hammer home uh, this point in particular, that there are people out there listening. I'm sure they're saying that um, prayer, their prayers haven't been answered. So I do, I do want to acknowledge that. Right after this call, I have a person, uh, Betty, on the line. And right after we finish talking to Betty and answering her question, I want to deal with unanswered prayer. Betty, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing, Betty? I'm doing great. I'm really enjoying it, Galen. Thank you. Well, oh, I have, that, uh, okay. Excuse me. I didn't realize that, what Betty it was. Go ahead. Excuse huh? me. I didn't realize what Betty it was. Hi, Betty. Now, please ask oh, your I question. I forgot to say Betty Parker. <laughs> Okay, hi. Okay. Are you going to talk about the silence in connection with that moment that you're engaging in prayer? Um, I, I thought I mentioned it earlier, but just to, to recap, uh, I, uh, when I was talking about getting in the gap with uh, Wayne Dyer, the space between your thoughts. Yeah. And that, I noticed uh, that when you mentioned him, I just thought about Wayne Dyer and the health challenge he just had, and he had to go to someone else, you know, John of God, where he feels that was the intermediary for his healing. Yeah, well, he he was he he took action based upon what he was guided to do. Now, you don't have to go get touched by anybody, but if that's the guidance that you receive, and that's the way you have to receive it, it's no different than saying, um, you know, go to the doctor, 
you know, do the surgery? Can you be healed without the surgery, without the medicine? Absolutely, because God is. Yeah. But if, but, yeah. The, but, but I don't the know. Guidance, I don't know what else you know happened with him. I'm just using him as an example. But right. sometimes I hear people feel that if they're not in the silence, they don't feel that their prayer went through. And then some say they were in the silence, and then you know, I just what, what? thought it would be helpful for distinction in it. Well, well, That's first all. of all, first of all, uh, thinking about the silence is not the silence. Uh, yeah. You know, that's the first thing. If you're thinking, if you and and sometimes people think that that when they meditate, that bells and whistles are supposed to come out, you know, and a dove is supposed to yeah. descend from the heavens. And if none of those things actually happened, uh, then they don't think that they've really been praying. You know, every uh, religious uh, teaching has their concept of prayer. That's why I wanted to start yeah. off with the concept of this is how Jesus taught prayer. This is what it meant in his language, et cetera, about the setting the trap, creating the sensitivity, which which really is silence. It's creating the space for you to receive the inspiration, the power, the healing, the love, whatever it is that you're seeking to express in your life. Now, when we start talking about the silence in particular, uh, out of the silence comes the pure energy, the guidance and when you're thinking about the silence, it's not the silence. The idea about the right. silence is to become present I agree with that. to the presence of God. And that doesn't mean that you you will hear anything. You know, some people say mm-hmm. they hear voice a voice speaking to them. I don't hear voices. Uh, you know, uh, only voice I hear is my, one that sounds like my own voice in my head. But I mm-hmm. know when I'm in tune. And then the, that the ideas that are coming through me at that point are not consistent. They're- with the thoughts that I normally think in regular human consciousness. So it's, 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 um, I I don't have words to explain, at least from my experience, it's a tuning in. It's a connecting that I know for lack of terms, because I can only use metaphors to explain this. There are no literal terms that God is on board. And when I made that connection, I know like a, a peacefulness, comes over you whatever was the concern yes it could be a peacefulness of, of yesterday's right okay. it can be a peacefulness it can be a relaxing it can be um it can it can be it can be anything that lets you know god is on board that's the main point uh and i think that as long as people do the inner work and not look for the show mm-hmm. uh that which will need to be revealed to the individual will always be revealed if they're willing to do the inner techniques. But but thank you. It, it, did that answer your question? Yes, it did. But thank, thank you for you calling in, much. Betty. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. I'll I'll see you on Sunday or possibly Good Friday when you come and check us out Friday at twelve. All right. God bless you. Now I wanted to talk about prayers not being answered. Um, this is another quote from uh, Reverend Coleman where she says, and it works if you work it, our prayers are not answered because we expect an answer before we have the consciousness or awareness of it. You might get what you are praying for, but if you don't have the consciousness, you cannot keep it. Now, now, many times we see this um, with um, lottery winners, where a person who doesn't have the consciousness of wealth, you know, seven uh, years, eight years down the line, ten years down the line, they've won like the mega million, and all of a sudden, um, only thing they've had is strife and 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 craziness, and they've wasted their money and they've given a lot of their money away to people who now aren't even speaking to them because they didn't have the consciousness of the wealth. Well, she's saying that the prayer is an answer because the consciousness to be able to create, maintain, and sustain a thing has not been developed. And it's important that we develop the consciousness of what we're praying for. That's why Jesus is saying, pray that you have received it. He's saying, build the consciousness for the thing that you desire or that which you seek to express in your life. She goes on to say that our prayers are not answered because we pray for the effect to be healed. For example, we pray to be healed physically instead of praying for the real cause of the problem to be healed. In other words, we pray for the effect, which is the body, instead of praying that the consciousness 
which is always cause, is transformed because when the cause is changed, the effect is changed. She, she goes on to say that our prayers are not answered because they are not prayers at all. Prayer is not rehearsing and repeating and going over and over your troubles. Prayer is not supplication. Prayer is not crying, begging, and pleading. Prayer is not the last thing you turn to when everything else has failed to work. Prayers are not answered because we are good. Prayers are not answered because we are bad. There are no good people or bad people. That's what I like about God. He doesn't know the difference. Now, see, we put all these qualifications on prayer. So what she's saying is when you're talking to God over and over again about the problem, what you're actually doing is reinforcing it in your consciousness. Because uh, uh, if I told you, don't think about the Empire State Building, no matter what you do, don't think about the Empire State Building. The first thing you're going to do is think about the Empire State Building. That's just the way it works. The mind will always be led by the image. So when anytime you give a word, always know that an image is behind the word. So when you start talking about those words of, of lack and discord and the problems and et cetera, et cetera, to God, we're actually making the experience stronger. And we're actually telling universal law, give me more of that. Give me more of the same. When she says that prayer is not supplication, prayer is not crying, begging, and pleading, we can shout, we can whine, we can do all of those things that we want. But when it's all said and done, we haven't connected to the power that can transform it. Now, if crying is what's needed to create the space to free yourself, to let it go, to forgive it, or whatever that you need to be open and receptive for spirit to work through, you didn't do that. But realize that in and of itself, that doesn't transform you. It can release the stuff, but when you want to actually manifest some stuff, you have to get your thinking and feeling in alignment with what you have been given in prayer. In other words, let me put it this way. The conscious mind is always doing one of three things. It's turning within to the spirit, Christ's mind, superconscious. It's looking to the subconscious mind, what you already know about that. That's your past or what you're projecting in the future, what your feelings are about it, your attitudes, what are your memories, or it's looking out to the world. What does the world say about this? What is the world's opinion about it? And only the turning of the attention inward to the spirit is foolproof. Everything else can trip you up. So as we pray, we have to realize that we're not praying to uh, to to change effects. We're praying to change the consciousness, which produce effects. Because if we're thinking and feeling and speaking and acting and doing, we're already manifesting in our lives because thoughts held in mind produce after their own kind. That's not the issue. You're always demonstrating. But if you want preferred demonstrations, that means you have to now think in alignment with the truth about God and the truth about you. And one of the ways you do that is with prayer. And that's how that's the context in which Jesus taught ask and it will be given to you work in alignment with these principles. And when you work in alignment with these principles of truth, you will then flow into your peace and love and joy, et cetera. When you take action, you use faith to work with your mental equivalent, work with your mental construct, work with what God has guided you to do in your silent work. I hope this has been beneficial to you. Um, you know, prayer is a powerful subject, and we'll most likely be picking up some more of it later. Uh, I want to make sure that if you have any questions, you can always email me. The email uh, address has been announced and it's on my page. Uh, make sure you go back over this lesson later today. I believe it'll be uploaded by 7 p.m. and listen to it. And even if you're listening live right now or you missed a part of the show, make sure you go over it because a lot of material has been covered. And I want to make sure that you have the ability to practice the power of prayer in your life. I'd like to thank you again, reminding you also that uh, Unity has a cruise on November 10th through the 17th. You want to make sure that you are on it. I'll be on it and teaching 
uh, Truth Transforms. Uh, if you want to see uh, me speak uh, this week, um, stop by Christ Universal Temple if you're in the Chicagoland area for the Good Friday service. I'll be teaching with Reverend Wells and the CUT ministers. And make sure that you like the Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. I appreciate you. I love you. And I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you all. And take care. This has been Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Parenting doesn't happen by default. It's intentional. It's a decision about who you'll be and what you'll do in your family life. Join your hosts, Reverends Jennifer and Ogan Holder, each week for Unity Family Matters as they guide you on a spiritual journey, creating conscious family life. Experience the light side of parenting, realizing your divine identity while raising your children to know they are the light of God. Gain insights based on unity principles. Talk with today's prominent experts in spiritual parenting and address your questions and comments from spiritual perspectives. Unity Family Matters. Every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. 
Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.